Hey all, welcome back to Ensuing Confusion, an actual play RPG podcast. We're currently neck deep in our scum and villainy campaign. Uh, this is the first podcast we're actually recording when the, the podcast is actually broadcasting, so that's very exciting. Uh, you can find us on Google Podcasts, uh, not on Apple Podcasts yet, because they make you wait for like a week to get your account back. If they, uh, if you don't have an iPhone or something to verify your identity, which is just really, really typical, but uh, well, I'll let you know when that's the case. Uh, very exciting times. Uh, I am Connor Sheridan, the game master. Uh, today I am joined by let's let me go clockwise here. Uh, Tony as Augustine, the speaker. Hello. Kitty as Quell, the mystic. Hey. Cleric as Myriad the Muscle. Heyo. And Catherine as Gadget the Mechanic. Naturally. <laughs> uh, and we are picking right back up where we left off last time, where uh, your downtime seemed like it was about to be interrupted. Uh, although this time I actually let you get through all your downtime actions because I, 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 I'm learning as a game master. It was a little weird when we were mixing all the actions and stuff together. Um uh, you were all gathered in the, oh god, what did I call it? Hold on. It was, the, it was like a casino and music house where you were all listening to World Appalachian Rust Jazz, um, the, the hot new dime sound. Uh, it was called The Delver's Delight. That is the name of the establishment. Uh, you had just gotten done with some, uh, spending some time at the tables Dancing your cares away, maybe dancing your cares away a little too much in, in Myriad's case, but it's okay. It feels good. It's a good time. Uh, and right after that, you saw uh, a couple of familiar faces. Um, Yazu, who is a uh, somebody that Myriad knows and not in the kind of, oh, it's so good to see you since... Uh, was gathered with, I'd say, about a half dozen Protectorate Affairs officers who are sort of the the closest thing to um, enforcement that this big uh, Azure Empire that the that the all the Landbergs are Protectorates of. It's the closest thing they have to you know on the ground enforcers, uh, and they were pounding on the door of a uh, a meeting room in the Delver's Delight. And who else had opened the door? But um, Slice, who is uh, the an old friend of Gadget, and it was it was making a little bit of a scene, um, not a big enough scene so that the entire Delver's Delight, you know, actually stopped gambling or dancing, but at least the tables around that area stopped. You know, it's it's kind of a rowdy establishment. They're sort of used to this kind of thing. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll pick right back up there. Except oh, one more note. You might be making some rolls here, and I think it's fair to say that uh, you would have had time to, you know, go back to your ship and, like, refresh what you were carrying from the last job. Uh, so I think the way that I'll handle load here is everybody can just go ahead and take light load uh, so you have some fresh items to retrieve if you want to do that before we kind of get to the next official score or mm -hmm. job or, you know, whatever they're called here. 
you could have a heavier load, but you would need to justify to me why your character was just like tromping around this pretty peaceful landberg with their full backpack of gear in tow. Oh, light load sounds good. Okay, so if everybody wants to just clear out their old gear selections and pick light load now, then we can all kind of have a a place to start from. I'm not refreshing your gambits yet. Uh, your gambits are still empty. The only way to get them will be to make those rolls. Uh, Augustine, I see you have your hand up. Yes. Um, just because you never know when it might be helpful. We did have a playbook advancement for the Beluga. That is true, yes. Uh, would you like to pick that real quick? Uh, did anybody have anything in particular they were interested in? If not, we can always put it off to later. Uh, I will add, I actually looked in the notes, um, and you can increase, we, we, we've done a special ability, well actually you mm -hmm. haven't taken any new special abilities, but you could take one special ability, you could take two of the cruise ship upgrades, which are the little boxes in the lower right, uh, or you could, um, and I think that also applies to, yes, yeah, so I'll just read it here, an additional crew special ability, two ship upgrades, uh, which are any two boxes amongst ship modules, so things like, uh, you know, fake transponder, quantum encryptor, which we could reflavor. One ship quality, so that would be like, you know, making your engines more powerful or making your, your comms more powerful or getting a rank in weapons, although, again, you'd actually need to have a weapon of some kind on the ship to, to use that rating. Uh, or increase your crew quality, and that's how you, you just kind of increase the general level of what kind of stuff you have, what kind of, um, you know, on gen in general terms, what kind of outfits you're on equal footing with. Uh, it also helps with things like crafting roles, which are based, you know, uh, by default on your uh, crew mm -hmm. or your crew tier. Uh, extra cost of advancing your crew tier is you pay credits equal to, let's see, four times the new crew quality. Your current crew quality is zero. So you'd only need to pay four credits to reach crew quality one. If somebody else is willing to spend a credit, I can put my credit into the crews. Yeah, I can spend a credit. Okay, so do you want to do a crew quality increase? I would love to increase our crew quality. That's wonderful. So we could clear out the two crew or the two cred in the stash mm -hmm. here. Uh, then you both clear out uh, one crew in your own... Um, uh, inventories mm -hmm. and then we'll bump it up to crew tier one and i think we could probably express this as you know you just got done you got a couple of jobs done you're, you're flying pretty well here and you just had some time in the uh in the market as well so you probably were able to pick up some new gear maybe um make a few comfort improvements to the ship you know the get uh just get some some fresh duds even <laughs> uh if any of you are are sort sartorially minded um and yeah i th I, th I think that makes a lot of sense especially considering that you're you know your crew's kind of coming up in the world and this is the first little bit of a good town time downtime you've gotten since then and please remind me what uh crew tier one does for us mechanically basically all of the factions in the game are roughly broken down by their tier so let me just have a look at the tier list so we can use an example. The last word, pact, right? They're a semi-secret society attempting to restore prefacture culture. This is, this is something any of you can see on the factions sheet. They're tier one. 
Now, if some if for some reason you got into uh, a race with the Last Word Pact and they had a cool ship and you used your ship, then your tier levels would be equal. And this isn't a great example because actually sh individual ship things have their own ratings. Um, this just kind of represents like your quality. Uh, mm -hmm. So you're kind of like on equal overall quality with them. So I wouldn't assess you um, a penalty in the engagement role. Uh, and if you were going after a tier zero faction, like, well, actually there aren't any tier zero <laughs> factions, but if you were going after some people who weren't even like big enough to have a faction of their own, you'd have an advantage in the engagement role. Uh, yes. And then uh, again, this also helps with things like crafting roles because now your tier quality will start at one instead of having to, you know, succeed or buy up to one. Does it affect our training at all? Uh, like the the training you can take with with the downtime activity, or yes, no, it doesn't. Okay. Okay, so your crew quality went up. That is cool. Everybody remember that, um, and we'll open back up with uh, the. I think the sound of the world appellation rust jazz is kind of dies down a little bit. Uh, the band is probably. I think I think they pause for a moment when they hear the banging and then they start playing again and then if they're like more banging happens then they just kind of get a really cross look on their face and they stop um, the nearby tables just the dealers just start yelling louder because they're not giving up their tips for this um, <laughs> but uh, yes the the door opens and you see uh, gadget you see slices face poking out uh, and they seem to be getting into a, a a verbal altercation with the the protectorate affairs who are gathered outside of the door there um are you folks gonna do anything or are you gonna let this ride listen home slice is pretty solid in my books so you know an enemy of my friend is my enemy too you know so i gadget would definitely be intervening um how would she be handling this though uh, just to set the scene for you, like I said, there's about uh, a half dozen Protectorate Affairs officers. Mm -hmm. The door is open. You can't tell how many people are in there. Uh, Yazu is pounding on the door. You can see that Slice is inside. It seems like there's probably some other people in there, but it's kind of dark. So Yazu is one of the Protectorate? Yazu is a Protectorate Affairs officer, yes. Okay. And Myriad, I don't know if you... Uh... Was there any particular inciting incident that made them your rival, Myriad? Or do you just kind of not get along with them in general? Uh, I think Myriad just doesn't get along with them in general. Uh, they probably got into like some altercation over like some hunting incident on Arbalan. It's fine. Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I would also like to ask, Myriad, I know that you were uh, definitely feeling real good while... While we were dancing at the end of the last session, um, how's Myriad looking? Um, Myriad probably looks a bit tired, um, and also a bit like frantic and scared. That like, oh shit, this person that I don't like and I don't want to see me here is here in this room, like probably hiding behind you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh shit, don't let them see me. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh so i don't know what kind of trouble my home slice got into but i need to bail him out I, i'm not asking questions right now um 
Yep, Yazu is yelling, or uh, not yelling, uh, l- lifting her voice. Uh, I have here in the notes that she talks like, oh, what was it? Uh, talks like Christian Sh- Slater, talking like Jack Nicholson and Heather's. Um, <laughs> oh, no. That's so has, specific. Uh, light skin, hazel eyes, and a crisp PA uniform. Uh, and she is, she's, she tends to use like really big words when she doesn't need to. Uh, and right now she is busting out that uh, Protectorate Affairs believes this clandestine meeting to be uh, anti-competitive in nature. Uh, that's that's sort of the, <laughs> the gist of her, of her case against them. Wow. Well, Quell doesn't know whether to laugh. Or to just, you know, cause a ruckus. Because, you know, that that is definitely some affected, you know, affected, uh, I don't know, affectation. Affected affectation. It is an affectation right there. So she automatically finds that kind of obnoxious. She's also not a general fan of protectorate affairs. So, yeah, I, I and I don't like that poor Myriad seems to be uncomfortable with whatever is happening here. I'm, I'm not familiar with the, the Delver's Delight. Is there any way I could study the scene and see if I could work out if there's a way to remove Slice from the room that he's in right now without exposing him to Yazoo? Basically, you want to find, see if there's an escape route? Yes. Uh, I think from where you are now, it would... I think if you're, I think if you're just like looking around, it's it's like a conference mm-hmm. room, you know. Uh, if you want to go outside the building, or if you want to ask somebody if like, hey, there's another way in here, you know. If you if you kind of go a, a little bit further afield like that, you could probably make something happen. Gadget wouldn't be the type of person who'd be asking strangers for information. <laughs> you don't know who you can trust right off the bat, so she'd probably be exiting the building and looking. Um, from the outside to see if there would be an escape. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you go, uh, if you look out in the windows, then I think you can see that, um, that there, there's some windows on the other side. They're, they're closed. Windows are made to be broken. <laughs> or opened. I guess that's an option too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's Augustine and Quell up to in the meantime? Um, Augustine is, Watching things unfold and taking stock of the situation. How about Quell? Uh, you know, this is Quell's home turf. And as I mentioned before, Quell is not a fan of protectorate affairs. You know, they just they get their nose up in your business and they, they are real good at, uh, you know, getting in the way of some nice scores from the Junkers Guild. So... <laughs> I think that uh, Quell is probably going to sidle over, you know, just real casually to the bar, hoping she might see a friendly face. Who does she see there? Uh, well, I think it's it's makes a lot of sense who you see there. A uh, friendly face at the bar is good old uh, Aikido. He, he's shown up to, to meet with you like he said he was going to. Oh, uh, excellent. Uh, all right. Aikido. So it seems like our lovely reunion is potentially going to be interrupted. What do you say we uh, 
we have a little fun, just for old time's sake. Uh, fun? How do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and Quell would kind of nod her her head over her shoulder, just slightly at the gathering of protectorate affairs and the the individuals in the conference room that they apparently seem to be harassing, and says, uh, "I'm not sure what's going on in there, but uh, I don't particularly like." protectorate affairs and i do like it when people who are powerful enough to have clandestine meetings owe me a favor <laughs> uh i think aikido laughs nervously like that actually and says oh well well you no, you don't want to get mixed up on that that's um i, I mean i can tell you what's going on that's the union of landbergs you heard of them quell gives a non-committal shrug <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> They're trying to get all the Landbergs together and, you know, get some kind of a representation going so that they can make a better deal with the uh, with, uh, Azure Empire. They're, they're stirring a lot of things up. They're making a lot of trouble for people. You don't want to be involved with that. Hmm. Quell nods slightly. And she's like, well, I know that you've, you're, you've got a family now. I understand your reluctance, but... Uh... From what you are saying to me, it sounds like this it was gathering group something of Landbergs. <laughs> sounds union, like union. You, okay, whatever a union is. <laughs> I think it sounds like whatever they're trying to do, they're trying to lift the heavy boot heel of the Azure Empire. And I can see how that might make things a whole lot better for a lot of us. I mean, sure, in a perfect world, yeah, but in the meantime, they're just making things tougher wherever they decide to start meeting, if you hadn't noticed. Mm. Apparently they're not real big on the discretion aspect. <sighs> well, this is the first time they've actually come knocking. I know the PAs have been, have been sniffing around for them. It seems like they're, I guess, the dragnet they had finally closed in. And I think at this point, the Yazoo is kind of pushing on the door and just, you know, saying like, Basically shouting like, you know, they have they have reason to uh, search the premises. <laughs> okay, well, Quell would give um, Aikido a, a clap on the back and say, you stay here then, keep your head down. But, uh, you know, keep an eye out. Things might, might be getting a little hairy sooner rather than later. And she'll make her way back over to Augustine and kind of uh, lean over him. Are you still sitting at a table, Augustine? Yeah. Okay. And kind of say quietly next to Augustine's ear the information that had been relayed to her about who is in the meeting and what's it what it is about to see what her fearless captain thinks might be a wise course of action. Where do I have to be the wise captain? Because you're, <laughs> <laughs> you apparently are the oldest character and you're the pilot. You're the driver. Um, You're also not inebriated the way the little muscle is. <laughs> <laughs> so the protectorate. Are they a faction? Yeah, protectorate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as a reminder, they're the only faction you're at minus two with currently. So they don't like you either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all the more reason to just, you know, screw up their lay, muck around in their lives endlessly. If you want a little time to think on what Augustine would say here, we could cut back to um, 
come back to gadget if you want. Well, I'm I'm kind of thinking so. Protectorate Affairs knows us. I also know Myriad, and I'm looking at this new moral compass that I took, and I'm wondering about throwing myself, <laughs> and then just being the point of a rescue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, he probably Augustine probably did not say that out loud. But I think Quell would kind of look at Augustine, look at the group, realize that it's pressing, said, uh, would say, you know, if anyone here could distract them with their silver tongue and their array of herbs and spices, it would be you, Captain. (laughs) I don't think my herbs and spices are going to cut it. (laughs) I'm talking about (laughs) the special herbs and spices. I don't know what you mean. Oh, I think I think Augustine knows. I think that uh, Augustine probably worked in some special herbs and spices back on the Landberg where we acquired the uh, the spirit and the artifact. Dig one twelve. Yeah, I haven't started my long term project to become resistant to iocane. <laughs> well, you know, that's extra moral compass, right? <laughs> so, uh, uh, Quell, Quell says, you find a way to razzle-dazzle them with that charming personality of yours, and uh, I suspect the rest of us could find a way to get them out a back door. Um, so, do, do we all know about... Um, I'm horrible at remembering names right now. Um Yazoo and the relation with Myriad. Up to Myriad. Um, Myriad is probably like acting funny, like, mm. <laughs> like oh shit, oh shit, don't but, let them see me. But they probably haven't like been explicit about it. Now, to be mm. clear, I don't think PA, I don't think the PAs or Yazoo have like a warrant out for your arrest or anything, right? It's just, like, awkward between us. Right, yeah. (laughs) uh, I don't like being in the same room as that person. Um, But Myriad has definitely never backed away from a challenge before, so I think we would all notice if they were reluctant to uh, be engaged with Yazoo. That is true. Myriad is always down for a fight. Except Mm -hmm. if it's Yazoo. Well, I guess what Augustine will do is... They will saunter over. <laughs> Truly a saunter. To a, <laughs> a, a table nearby what's what's going down and kind of lean up against it. Is this, so this uh, Landberg that we're on, which one are we on again? Dime. Dime. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, how, how prominent is the empire on Dime? Well, there's the interesting thing. Um, I don't think the Empire maintains much of a presence of its own on any one Landberg. They they ha- have their own fleets. They I think they actually have like a flotilla somewhere um, where they. That's probably where the the empress empress is most of the time. Um, but as far as on each Landberg, they really try to let them run themselves, and then they just say, you know, like we're gonna tax you. Because the thing with this group is, you know, as we established uh, in our in our 
microscope game forever ago. It actually started as a pirate empire. So that's always been the relationship that they have with the Landbergs, piracy. It's just become bureaucratized. So <laughs> instead of, you know, coming and taking your cargo, the, after, you know, shooting a hole in your hull, they'll just say like, okay, you give us 20% and we'll protect you from anything else that's out there in the skies. That sort of you thing. know, we got a real taxation without representation meets like mob protection racket thing going on here. <laughs> Corporate pirates aren't great. <laughs> um, yeah, so Augustine will saunter over, lean against a table, and address the group. Seems like the Protectorate Affairs is sticking their nose where it doesn't belong again, doesn't it? Um, I th- do you think Yazoo would recognize you? Uh, I think... If you haven't a specific, if you weren't specifically there, I don't know if I think in this case, Yaz will probably turn to you and say, "Like, this uh, isn't your business, citizen. Just trying to deal with a little, a little <laughs> sedition here. Well, sedition isn't the right word. You know, a little, uh, a little monopoly situation going on. Don't like to see the. <laughs> I've said too much. Anyway, carry on and just let us do our jobs, won't you?" Um, so I guess another question is for Gadget, do, have you shared about Slice? Would we know Slice? I don't think you would know Slice. Um, Gadget did say, oh shit, it's Home Slice. Um, <laughs> speaking in of great d- fondness, but. <laughs> speaking of Gadget, uh, and her fondness for Home Slice, uh, what are you doing right now? Okay, so I exited the building to look for an alternate escape plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Augustine is distracting um, Yuza, uh, Yazu. Yazu, yep. She will probably, at this point, after seeing the windows of the building, uh, try to convince her good friend, Myriad, who is both inebriated and possibly mechanic, uh, to either uh, open or destroy the windows so we can remove my friend from this hostile situation. So you're like gonna go back into the bar and like just start like making signs for Myriad, like Myriad, Myriad, Myriad. Um, probably a little less subtle. Um, subtlety is not Gadget's strongest suit. Um, she'd probably just be grabbing Myriad and pulling him over to show them where she believes that uh, Slice and the rest of their uh, Union of Landberg compatriots are being held and. Not so subtly asking them to create a path for them to escape from. <laughs> you know, Quell would be outside since she was going to go outside. She said that she'd be outside to try and find a way to help provide an exit. And she would probably say, let's please not destroy the Delver's Delight. <laughs> I guess windows can be opened. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Between <laughs> between Myriad's strength and, uh, you know, my particular ability to uh, get in places that perhaps I am not particularly welcome, I suspect that we can find a way to get something open, get up, uh, get up in there and uh, help people exit. Mm-hmm. Myriad is still having a good time and doesn't exactly know why you're asking 
them to break open a window. Um, break slash open a window. Um, <laughs> but they saw Yazoo and was like, hmm. Let's get out of here. Left the building with you. Went outside to go to, out to the window and was like, "Open, break slash open this window." Sure, let's do it. <laughs> uh, is Quell? Are you going to try to stop them from breaking the window? Or are you just like, eh? <laughs> uh, Quell did say, "Can we please not break the Delver's delight?" I mean, again, the things here on on Dime are often harvested from the the wastes so they're not immediately easily replaceable but well also probably couldn't stomach stop a drunk myriad from busting open a window if myriad <laughs> felt compelled to do so okay okay let's we'll put it this way myriad will attempt to open the window and if it breaks because of that it's mm-hmm. It's because Myriad was attempting to open the window and it broke while they were opening the window. Okay. Are you trying to do this in a, a sneaky way so Yazoo won't won't be aware of the window opening? Or are you just throwing that sucker open? Uh, what would Myriad do? I mean, Myriad knows that Yazoo's in there. Myriad knows that Yazoo's in the building, but isn't fully aware of what exactly the full plan is like did not make the connection of what they're doing um because they got distracted on the way out you know the best distraction is often seeing somebody that you don't like Mm -hmm. so they would probably do it does gadget tell them to be quiet no well would <laughs> okay. Quell, Quell, Quell has. Okay. Uh, they would be semi-quiet. Okay. Uh, so tell me how you're how you're doing that, and I'll give you. This will be a little bit of a roll. I think if you were just like trying to throw it open, you know, you're myriad. You're you're the muscle. You're buff as hell. Uh, you could do that. But if you're trying to do it sneaky, like, then you're gonna need to make a roll. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to be like sneaky, sneaky. I'm just not trying to like make it super loud. like i'm not i'm not bashing it open with a fire hydrant fire fire extinguisher but i'm also like (laughs) not like trying to pick a lock you know okay so are you kind of angling for like scramble over skulk here yeah scramble over skulk so what i think i'll say here is that skulk would be a risky standard uh scramble will be probably risky limited or no i think skulk would be it's just a window i think skulk would be controlled standard and scramble would be uh risky limited yeah that's what i'll say but but you can always push yourself or have people help you or just take the role as it is quell would note that she can pick locks with a good skulk score but Myriad seems really excited about opening this window. This is, it's a window. There's no locks to pick on a window. <laughs> There's probably like the little turny thing on the inside, yep. but yeah, it right. be tough. I'm just trying to open it, not necessarily being quiet about it, but also trying not to be like super loud about it. <laughs> okay, so give me that uh, risky limited scramble. All right. And... You can push yourself. I could give you a devil's bargain. 
Uh, people could help you. Let's see, the devil's bargain here would probably be some heat. <laughs> I know you like heat. We'll just stick with the risky limited. Okay. Hmm? Oh, that's a one. (laughs) 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 So, so I think what happens here on a one, uh, yeah, a a complication is going to occur. I think you, you actually get the window. The window starts opening and you know how windows sometimes like when they haven't been like maintained properly, because who maintains their windows, uh, mm-hmm. it's really hard at the bottom and then it just kind of slides up. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's that. Uh, and you, you get your hands in there and just <laughs> like a clapboard. Uh, there's just a bang <laughs> as you shove the window open. Uh, and you see on the other side, uh, of the room, uh, Yazoo shove her head past, um, shove her head past slice and be like, what the hell is, or what the hell is myriad myriad star spindle you're mixed up in this i should have known uh and she uh she's going to say like you three go circle around the side and grab them uh shit (laughs) (laughs) oh boy so yes uh and yazoo is starting to push her way in with the two others and the three others are going around the building um but yeah you are standing there augustine yeah augustine isn't the most physical i think i'm going to try and command i'm guessing and um i I wouldn't go out there if i was you (laughs) it'd be better if you just sit tight in here and wait it out so i think if you're trying to command them uh i'm going to give you limited effect because you're not their boss um, <laughs> it, you just some rando. If you were trying to command like the denizens around you, you know, like stir up, stir up trouble, and be like, "Hey, you gonna let them like mess with your mess with your folks like that?" Then that would might have a higher effect level, but it could also be riskier. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's up to you. I just wanna, I just wanna throw out that you know you have you have several options here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does the uh... Delver's delight have like bouncers as well. Yeah, I think it makes sense that would have some bouncers at the door. Yeah, let's let's change it up and go that route. So instead of addressing the protectorate, mm-hmm. uh, Augustine would turn to the room and now uh, y'all y'all see how the protectorate just comes in here and treats you treats your own. Are you going to let them get away with that? see where it goes and would this be this still be command or would it be consorter's way i don't know the differences you it's like that's like a rallying cry for the people of dime (laughs) yeah because they don't like the protectorate if one of the people in the delver is somebody you happen to know then it could be a good sort uh but otherwise it's with your contacts uh this it would be a command just kind of talking to the crowd Augustine does know Aikido. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Not my contact, but I do know them. Okay, I think we've we've established that Aikido is hesitant here, so I think it would be risky limited. You could push yourself for increased effect. Or I can command the room for a... What would that role be? 
uh, a commanding, just like kind of trying to get the patrons in general. I think that would be, yeah. I think that would be standard effect because you have some people who are ready to fight here and they're rowdy. Uh, I think it might also be. I don't think it's full desperate. I think it would be risky. Let's command then. Risky standard. Yep. Three. Okay, got a three on the die. All right. So, let's see. Things go badly. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You end up in a disposition. You lose this opportunity. So, I think you start a bar fight, but the first <laughs> swing is at you. <laughs> oh, no. Uh as um i think aikido is just kind of sinking into his beer at this point he's just like really trying not to be here like oh man i should have stayed home um <laughs> and i think one you know a drunk person is probably just going to saunter up to you and say god damn it keep talking like that and they'll never let us out of port uh and just takes a swing at you and i'll give you a level two harm um sprained jaw but you can <gasps> resist um i'm gonna resist that because i need my jaw to talk yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so that's gonna be a, a prowess resist just to bob out of the way in time oh you got a one which means you take five stress oh Ouch. no yep i only have one more stress i can take um mm. my woozy cleared right yeah i'll say the woozy's gone at this point if anything he knocked me yeah but i will give you that you have delayed the pas slightly uh in by starting this bar fight uh they're not going to they'll get out there basically in time the crew outside probably has room for one more uninterrupted action before the other pas make their way out there is what happens here and you 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 all three of you out there you hear the um you hear the telltale sounds of glass breaking, uh, shouting, uh, the musicians just giving up on this set. Uh, there's, there's a good old-fashioned bar brawl going down. Well, I'd like to imagine that the Delver's Delight, like any potentially disreputable establishment, especially one that does lots of gambling and offers lots of alcohol, um, it probably has some kind of secret back room or like a passageway out. And she may be familiar with that. She's been around here since she's been tiny. So mm -hmm. would it be possible if that did exist that we could somehow get into the room and uh, get our our newfound friends into that? I think you could make a fortune roll with your study, Quell, uh, to see kind of see what you can put together here in terms of an escape route for them. Okay. Is there any way, given that if we're trying to escape and sneak out, it would be a stealthy action, I could do it off of my skulk? Mm, let me look at what it says for skulk, typically. Skulk about unseen, pickpockets, employ subtle misdirection, or slate of hand. I think you're, you're kind of sneaking around the exterior, then I could say that you could at least make the gather information roll with it. Sure. Okay. Excellent. So you said it's a fortune roll? I just click skulk. Yep, and you can do risky standard because we're just seeing what kind of information you get here. All right. Apparently, I I have a six and a one. Okay, so you remember this current version of the building was probably actually put up after you were born. The building before it, it it had the they basically share the same foundation and that's it, because you know, 
it's a it's a scrap town. You can replace all kinds of things easily. You can you can set up new walls, but it's hard to replace a foundation that's actually dug into the ground. And you remember that the foundation has a cellar, um, and there is a a cellar door hidden in some kind of dead bushes that uh, it has been disused recently, probably ever since this this building changed over to its current form. Okay. I very quickly relay that information to um, my companions here and say that if we could get into that cellar, they probably wouldn't find us there, including our individuals in the room. If we could help them get out and into that cellar, which has a hidden entrance right over there, Mm -hmm. yeah, that that would probably serve us well. Less of fighting the uh, protective affairs and more scrambling past them and escaping. I'm all for that. We may need somebody to fight them, depending on where they, uh, how quickly they come around the the corner. I do know somebody who's particularly strong and capable in that regard. And I think they are, as I said, you'd have time for one action. So I think they are coming around the corner now. Uh, There's three of them. The other three are inside. And they are there coming to apprehend you. I think they have, uh, they probably don't have, like, caster pistols drawn at this point. They probably have batons of some kind. Um, they probably don't don't default to firearms because that could, you know, if you actually kill people, there's a lot more reports. There's, uh, the Landbergs don't like it when you do that. So they, they typically just rough people up. So what do you do? I feel like this is a choose-your-own-adventure. And we're sitting on the page, which is like, the, the protectorate affairs are about to come in on the corner. Do you run and hide or stay and fight? <laughs> so I'll just recap the situation. Uh, you're standing outside the Delver's Delight with this open window. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some kind of people gathered around the window. I think there's actually one person kind of sticking their head out of the window now. Um, she's actually like surprisingly young. Uh, she has like dark skin and, and dark hair uh, and she's kind of like watching you uh, and kind of wondering what's going on she seems very, very curious about what this whole situation is um, there are three protectorate affairs officers coming around the corner to appre- apprehend you they are under the orders of Yazoo who is still inside along with two other protectorate affairs officers who are starting to barge their way in um, but are into the this meeting room but are having a little bit more trouble thanks to this bar fight that um, <laughs> that Augusta just started. <laughs> so I guess a, right now a good thing to decide would be, are you still trying to get Slice out of there or are you just trying to hide? We got to get Slice out of here. Yeah, agreed. Okay. So what are you, so you going to do to get Slice out of there? He's still in the room. I say we pull him out of the window and let's head towards to the cellar door. Um, not the most technically aligned plan that i've ever made but (laughs) should get the job done okay well i think you could definitely do that uh the officers would probably get to you while in the meantime but somebody could try to hold them off i think myriad would probably try to hold off the uh protectorate of officers punch (laughs) them punch Punch them with your cane that is that is what i would do so yeah, I think we'll count this as um, a setup action, actually, for getting the other ones out, since this is more about creating that space rather than, you know, your your objective is not to take out the officers here, your objective is to buy time. 
Um, so this will be a setup action um, if you're fighting, then chances are that's scrap, right? Yeah. Um, I think this is actually our first scrap roll in the whole game. This is, mm-hmm. is going to be our first like proper fight scene. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, let's see, there's three of them. So normally I would say this is uh, uh, risky limited. But you do have Unstoppable, where you can push yourself to engage a small gang on equal footing. And they're a small gang. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was going to push myself, since I have, like, zero stress right now. Yeah, you're feeling good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling really good. I feel horrible. I'm done with the fight. One punch. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you didn't take the punch. You resisted that consequence. Oh, yes. But bobbing out of the way in like the moment of panic where you were like, oh no, this didn't work, <laughs> was <Yeah>. very stressful. <laughs> um, so uh, if you're pushing yourself, then you're now equal footing. That brings you up to risky standard, right? Now you could push your. You also get those normal benefits of pushing yourself. So you can either add one die or increase your effect level again to risky great. I think what a standard looks like here is you preoccupying them. Uh, A limited would be like preoccupying several of them, but not all of them. So standard is preoccupying them. Great is just taking these these poor assholes out. You know, not killing them unless you really want to, but like knocking them out. I think I will go for the effect. More effect. All right. So risky great. Yes. Does anybody want to assist Myriad? And remember that um, we're, since we're using the uh, sort of the stress rules from Beam Saber, the, uh, when you assist a crewmate, you spend your current connection clock with them worth of stress, and then you get to choose that many options from this little list I have here in the playmat. They take plus 1D, they have improved effect, they have improved position, they ignore their level 3 harm, they ignore their level 3 damage. Um, and that kind of represents that, you know, like the more invested you are in another person, the more stressful it is to kind of, you know, like you're the more enmeshed you are with them, but also the more effective you are going to be in, in helping them out. If nobody wants to assist, you don't have to. I just wanted to make sure we we're leaving space for that. Uh, narratively, I can't see Gadget assisting Myriad and pulling Slice out of the window at the same time. Right. And I would think that Quell would probably be running to get the... Um, cellar open for the people to, to hide in. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so that is risky great, no bonus dice. Okay. Okay, you got a three and a four, so we'll use the four. So, you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you end up in a desperate position. Hmm. Were you were you beating them with your cane here? Were you fighting them with your fists? What, what did this look like? Um, Myriad always fights with their carbon fiber cane. Okay. Well, that's too, that's too cool. And it's it's carbon fiber. I can't see them, like, breaking it or something, so that wouldn't make sense as a consequence. Uh, so I think what happens here is you're just going to take... Mm, I don't want to default to injuries every time. I think you might just take some more heat. That'll be the consequence. Um, as, you know, the you knock them out but you don't knock them out so bad that they're going to forget that you beat the crap out of them uh and that 
that draws attention. So I'm going to go to the factions sheet, and let's see here in the full reward, I'm going to give you plus one heat. You could resist that if you want. Um, yeah, let's try to. Mm, it doesn't make sense to resist that. Um, <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm I'm beating up the cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I see. I see what you mean there. So I'm just gonna take the heat. All right. So your heat increments up, and uh, Myriad, you're able to start helping uh, them them out of the window. I think uh, this will probably be, and it would be easy enough if it was just one person. But then Slice looks back and is like, "No, we have to. We have to take them too." Uh, and he's pointing to the the person who was sticking their head out of the window before. Okay, I'd probably help them out of the window too. Well, you're busy fighting. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm busy fighting. But sorry, I said Myriad, didn't I? I meant Gadget. Yeah. Oh, and that would be a scramble. And you know how well I'm good at prowess. So, <laughs> mother. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Okay. Um. So yes, helping them, helping the two of them out of the window, and then around mm-hmm. to the uh, the cellar door. I think that would be scramble. Quell, you can help out here since you're basically saying you're opening the door for them. You don't yep. have to. I'm opening the door, so what do I do to help? Uh, you'll just uh, assist. All right, I assist. What do I click off to assist? The two the two stress? Yeah, what's your current connection with Gadget? Two. Two, so yep, you'll click off two stress, and then you can pick two of the options on the little play mat here. And currently, it is going to be um, desperate, I think. But you had that setup maneuver, which made it risky. So it would be risky standard normally. So just mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Well, I am a little worried that um, our darling gadget is not particularly good at scrambling and hauling people through windows. So mm-hmm. it might be worthwhile to offer a gadget another die okay and then um i know what improved effect is what is improved position it would be controlled instead of risky Hmm. so right now it is risky standard Mm -hmm. so i can either basically make it risky great or controlled standard uh yep i think well, what do you think would be better for you, Gadget? Oh, sh- what effect looks like here is probably you getting even more people hidden, as opposed to just those two. Standard would be oh. getting the two of them hidden. Yeah, Quell would definitely be all about trying to get everybody out. She doesn't like protected affairs. She doesn't want anybody to get arrested. She's going to get everybody out if she can. So mm-hmm. I think that her assistance would be to make it risky great. Okay. Okay. With that extra die. Risky great one bonus die. You only roll oh gee, you only got to roll one die? <laughs> that is my bonus die. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and the bonus die is a three. Okay. You know what it could be worse? It could have been a one. Uh, oh well. <laughs> I think the complication here is that yeah. Slice uh Slice insists on the other one going out first. Mm-hmm. Um 
and they kind of start climbing out the window and they drop down and then they, you know, kind of brush itself off and they're like, hello. And Slice is starting to lean out of the window when you see them, you see him get grabbed from behind uh, and is getting (gasps) hauled back in. Uh, And Slice is just shouting like, get him out of here. I'll I'll be fine. Just get him out of here. I don't want to resist that. That's so cool narratively. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Here is what Quell would suggest very quickly to Gadget in this circumstance. So are you going to resist it or not first? No. Okay. Gadget, uh, Quell's going to quickly grab Gadget's arm and say, I'm going to get them out and get them in that cellar. You go use your brilliant mechanical know-how to, I don't know, deactivate whatever car they drove or whatever transport. I don't know. Pull a spark plug. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well it wouldn't be the spark plug but okay i get i get what you're saying <laughs> i've heard of these things called spark plugs i found a few just randomly they didn't work but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes that's what quell would say uh okay so quell you're taking this this uh, person this, this young person by the hand and you're basically like hauling them back to the cellar so they can hide and you're telling gadget to go off and Absolutely. Quell will get out as many people as she can. So she's mm-hmm. going to take this person and then, you know, hope that Myriad is doing what Myriad does and has dealt with the other protectorate affair agents mm-hmm. and um, is certain that with her ability to speak with the spirits, Gadget's got this in terms of dealing with the machinery. She could probably just ask their transport not to go and it would be perfect. So... <laughs> Well is going to manage the human aspect and get everybody out through that window and hiding in that that cellar. Okay. I think we can cut back to Augustine here. Mm-hmm. Um, and what this looks like is um, Yazoo and the rest have, have gotten into the room there. They're hauling Slice and a few other people who are in the meeting off. Uh, and the bouncers are getting involved, but they're mostly shoving people back and making a path for the PAs to go through. Because, you know, like, that's the fastest way to make to make this trouble go away. You don't have to interfere. Uh, you can if you want. I mean, even it could even look like you slip and slice something to, like, help them break out later. You know, it doesn't have to be direct action. You can really go far afield. But you have all kinds of options. Give him a kiss. Slip him a, a bobby pin under his tongue. <laughs> With tongue? Yep, just gonna take the bobby pin I always keep in my mouth and slip it to someone else. I'm just gonna, you know, I I assume that Augustine has, you know, beautiful, luxurious hair. You know, just slip it out, put it in his mouth, slip some tongue to to a good old slice, you know, a farewell kiss as they go off to jail or, you know, jail barge. And, uh, yeah. Well, it's my personal headcanon that Augustine embodies the even the guys want him trope. So, yeah, I, I see oh, totally. no problems with this. Totally. <laughs> totally. I've been acting as if that was canon. Is that not canon? I, I could <laughs> also. <laughs> I think everybody who would tend to want Augustine wants Augustine. But please, go, Augustine, what were you going to say? <laughs> I could also throw myself in the way and end up with Aaron arresting me as well. Uh, Yazoo, you mean? Or Yazoo, yeah, sorry. No, you're good. 
I, I was looking at Aaron because I was having thoughts about what to do with that character. Rival thoughts. Um, but uh, yeah, Yazu. I'm, I'm going to step in front of him, and you see, you said that this didn't, that this wasn't any of my business. But that's where you're wrong, because that there is my friend. So if you're going to take him, you're going to have to go through me or take me with you. Aww. <laughs> I hope they don't hit you, Augustine. You, you strike me as a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> uh, I think what they're going to do here is they're just going to... Yazoo's just going to give you a look and say... For... <laughs> i got to find the voice again. <laughs> forget about this one uh, and they're just gonna try to shove past you um you know it seems like they have the people they wanted uh but you can see you can force the issue there are certainly ways to force the issue um blind them with your herbs and spices pocket herbs and spices <laughs> i know you're not, you're bring, pocket herbs and spices right bring bring out the powdered mace <laughs> um um no i I don't know how much I want to play with this. Um, so a tune is, uh, in this sense, the spirits or the artifacts. Yeah, spirits, artifacts, um, any kind of like weird um, extrasensory connection helps you find the best junk to pick. Because things have gotten weird in our uh, in our fractured future. Yeah, so I, I've got I've got one tick in a tune, so I'd be willing to try something there. Okay. Um, Augustine will say has occasionally felt a connection. Mm-hmm. It seems like a stretch. I don't know how it plays story wise. Well, what's your, what's your goal here? Uh, to slow them down, maybe. Okay. I don't know what's going on with everyone else. Throw think, a um, chair. Throw a chair. <laughs> you were just saying Augustine's not a fighter. I know, but you know, but the chair, chair is... stops everything. <laughs> You're gonna attune the spirit of that chair and watch it soar through the air and hit one of its protectorate affairs. <laughs> um, so I think attuning a here would probably be limited because you don't have a ton of experience with this, and like. Basically, you're, would you be like trying to just present yourself as a very, you know, clearly you're something that they can move around, but you're kind of trying to present yourself as something more formidable, like in their, you know, in an aura sense. Yeah, I don't know. This this might just be out of Augustine's realm. Okay. So I might be stretching a bit. So. That's fine. I mean, you could you could let them go. You could just uh, follow them. You could try to regroup with your crew and see what they want to do. Oh, or yeah, you could throw a chair. <laughs> I could throw a chair. Um, chair. <laughs> I will give one more try with my my silver tongue. I'll try and sway. Okay. Uh, what does that look like or sound like? You don't have to give me the exact, but you can if you want. It's it's basically uh no now come on here. This isn't. You don't really need them. It's it's going to be really... It's desperate. Because <laughs> they know. Augustine knows that they have who they want, and they know uh-huh. they have who they want. 
Okay, yeah, you can make a, a desperate limited here, and you could make something happen. With four? Okay. So I think the four is... Hmm. I'm desperate. Oh, Mark, go ahead and mark your XP, if you hadn't already. Yep. Yeah, Augusta knows this is a last-ditch effort for what he can contribute at this point. <laughs> so I think the serious complication here is going to be that they... Uh, Yazoo is basically like, okay, fine, you want to come along? Uh, and then they uh, clap. <laughs> they clap manacles on you. <laughs> no! Sorry, I got that bobby pin. <laughs> If they arrest our captain, who's going to drive the Belinka? <laughs> <laughs> the sticky note. I don't know. You managed it in the first session, kind of. I, do you call that managing? Because I'm not sure I do. Oh, at least we didn't crash the Belinka. <laughs> um, and yeah, they'll they'll start leading you off with the with the rest of them, unless you want to resist Augustine. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I don't All want right. trauma right now. All right, so let's see. Myriad, I think you're... Did you go with uh, Quell, or are you going with Gadget? Quell was going down to the cellar, and Gadget was going to get Slice, correct? Uh, Quell told Gadget to try and sabotage the Protectorate Affairs ship in some way. Oh, I w- I would have definitely gone with gadget. Yeah. Okay. After uh after fighting uh and knocking out a few cops. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think you can link back up with gadget and um you see Augustine being led out by uh the three protectorate affairs officers and there are there are a few more standing ready um at a a, a PA. It is it is like a little jail barge thing, as you said. Um, that's that's landed um, off the market because cops never actually park in real parking spaces. It's like they're it's like they just can't figure out how to do it. Um, is it the only one jail barge, or are there multiple ships that they have control of over in the the protective affairs? The only one that's landed right now is this barge. You could look around to see if you could get a better feeling for it, but uh, that's the only one you see right now. I have a question. It's, it's decently sized. Uh, probably a little bit bigger than the Beluga. Uh, mm. But yes, Myriad? Are they parked in the accessible spaces? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if I want to make them that big of villains. Across, like, three accessible spaces. They just parked, like, completely, you know, uh, perpendicular to the way they were supposed to park their boat. Okay, they're not parked in the accessible spaces, but they are definitely parked in the bike lane. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, you can see them being hauled off, and we can we can cut to Quell uh, in the cellar with this this person real quick. Well, not just one person. Quell was intent on getting everybody out of there that she could get out. It was a failed role, so I think that person would. It wasn't your failure, but when Gadget failed that role, that was basically all you could get out. Oh, I thought that the failure was that we weren't going to get Slice. So they got everybody but this person? Yeah, because they were the one who who was going out of the window first. All right. So um, Quill has this person hiding and is listening carefully, you know, waiting for things to, to die down. 
and um, turns to them and says, all right, what's your name and what the hell is going on here? Uh, Hello, um, I am Chalice Without Want. Uh, I've been traveling with Slice for for home slice is what he said i should call him it's very funny uh, i've been traveling with him for a little while uh, meeting with the the union of landbergs uh and she kind of gives you a look like can i trust this person and then immediately decides that yes i can trust this person um or does she let me think about this or do they they their pronouns are they them they're like i'm not sure if i should tell you this but I guess you did help me. Um, I'm an envoy from the Reverend Assemblage, uh, and I've been meeting with the Union of Landbergs. We're we're hoping to to foment uh, friendship and collaboration. Um, but uh, I suppose that the the Azure Empire doesn't uh, share our our mission. <laughs> and she chuck or they chuckle. Yeah, of course they don't think about it. If you get one large group together with all these Landbergs, we'll outnumber them and outpower them. They've been running the show here for quite a while, and I don't think they're eager to hand over the reins of power. And, and they nod and they say, yeah, I, I see what you mean. Uh, I'm not trying to start a war or something. I just want, we're, we're all going to be together eventually anyway, so we, we might as well be friends. Well, kind of narrows her eyes because she's not so sure how she feels about the Revenant Assemblage. Uh, but Revenant, Reverent Assemblage, <laughs> maybe it is full of Revenants. Um, it says, well, I don't know about all that. I'm a big proponent of Landberg freedom, though. And if the Union of Landbergs is looking to get this boot heel off our necks, then that's something I can get behind. And frankly, I think that the speaking of boot heels on necks, your friend might be dealing with a literal one of those right about now. Yes, that's. Do you think there's anything we can do to help them, or to help, to help him? Quell gives kind of a a a. You know, not a mean, but kind of a scoffing laugh. Like, <laughs> is there anything we can do? Of course there's things we can do. And she cracks her, her knuckles, laces them behind her head, and is like, believe me, your friends will be out by dinner time. <laughs> and they kind of give you, like, a, a little bit of an amazed look. Um, they're, I know you said Quell was probably, like, 19 or so. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I think they, they probably look like they're more 15 or 16, so you're like just immediately senpai to them. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and they say they say to you, well, I, I understand you may have some misgivings about my my place of origin, but if you can help Slice, then you'll be a friend of mine. Uh, and they, they extend their hand. Quell takes it and shakes it firmly with her definitely not particularly clean hands. <laughs> She's a junk picker urchin, okay? Like, who had literally spent earlier in the day gathering junk with Gadget. She is not big on being like, and now I need to properly wash. So <laughs> she she shakes shakes the, uh, the individual's hand, chalice without want, I think. And it's like, all right, uh, by the way, you go by a nickname or anything? 
Oh, you could just call me Chalice. That's fine. That's my family name. Chalice. How about uh, Chal? Chal okay? (laughs) (laughs) They kind of like open their mouth and close it like they'd never thought about that before. Chal. Yes, Chal would be fine. All right. All right, Chal. So here's the deal. I don't know if you've got any other buddies around here that could help us out, but I'm pretty sure I need to go meet up at the uh, jail barge with my crew because they're going to need my assistance. I hope. Probably. (laughs) Yeah, they definitely will. They need me. So uh, (laughs) you, you keep your head down. Don't, uh, and Quell kind of looks this individual over, looks them over. Are they wearing anything unusual? Are they going to stand out in any way? They're wearing, uh, long, baggy white pants that gather at the calf and a battered leather coat. Um, the leather coat probably looks a little uh, unusual. It looks like it might have come from the before times, but it's not super unusual. It seems like they've probably been traveling outside of the assemblage for a while, at least for a month or so. Uh, and Quill kind of looks around the cellar. Are there any, like, old burlap sacks down here? Any, like, maybe old... Like towels or anything that could be fashioned into a very rough kind of knot at the waist skirt. <laughs> yes, I'll give that to you. All right, Quell grabs one and kind of hastily starts wrapping it around this, uh, you know, child's waist, and is like, "Here, you stick out like a sore thumb, and that's not going to do anyone any favors." After quickly fashioning the skirt. Quell takes the bandana off from around her own neck and ties it over Chalice's head and says, there. Now you just like a, look like a village elder who's out to pick up some supplies for dinner. Oh, is this what village elders look like? Uh, <laughs> and they look like they want to like look at themselves in a mirror so that they can like write it down. <laughs> Quell gives, gives Chalice a studying look and then... Uh, rubs her hand in the dirt on the cellar floor and kind of like smears it a little on Chal's face. And it's like, now you do. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Do me a favor. Uh, Head over to, shoot, what did we call it? Uh, The place where we had the soup. Auntie, Auntie Gina's? Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Auntie Gina's. Head over to Auntie Gina's place, get yourself some soup, and stay parked. Parked? I don't even know what that means, but it's an old saying. (laughs) Keep your caboose. Wait, what's a caboose? Stay there (laughs) until we get there. There's a lot of old sayings. We don't know what they all mean around these these times, but we still say them. So get there, get yourself some soup, and lay low. And keep yourself covered up. People aren't going to bother an old elder here in the market but they certainly will be keeping an eye out for you oh yes yes uh auntie gina's slice told me about that he said that i should go while i'm here yes that will work great uh and they they pull a pouch from their uh from their jacket uh and they they open it up uh and it's just full of those coins that you got before from (laughs) batra which is probably you know it's a lot of creds in there i'm not going to count it for you but they're like do you think this will be enough? Oh, uh, you know what? I'm sure that will be enough. 
do you have anything a little less conspicuous? <laughs> oh, you right, know? right, right. Yeah, no, Slice told me about that. Uh, and they, they kind of pat their pants. <laughs> Auntie Gina likes red things. You find something pretty that looks red, offer her something red, okay? And have the coin in your hand when you go in. Don't pull that pouch out again. Right, right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You get out of here. Go skedaddle skedaddle on over. And uh, again, we'll meet you there. Probably with friends in tow. I hope. I think. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> Did you give them your name? Oh, probably uh, not. Quell wasn't okay. thinking then, of that. Then they'll say, thank you so much. Um, and they're, they're like, they, they pause, waiting for you to fill in your name. Well, watches them for a second. Not sure why they're pausing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, friend. Uh, and they nod and they, <laughs> and they oh. go out, head off to Aunt Gina's. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, well, mm. it's Quell. Oh, Quell, Quell, right. Uh, and they, they wave as they, they start to head up from the cellar. Yeah, yeah. Tell Auntie Gina Quell sent you. <laughs> uh, I, I will do that, yes. All right. So... Quell heads up out of the cellar, watches Chalice make their way, hopefully safely, toward Antigena's, and then um, skedaddles. I don't know why that <laughs> word is right on the tip of my tongue so much tonight. Makes their way over to the jail barge, where, you know, she may or may not have spent some time herself on occasion. Look, you know, you have a favorite cell. You get used to it. <laughs> So yeah, I think you watched you watch Chalice walking off, and they're kind of keeping their like burlap skirt kind of bunched up at their waist, and they're just like you know, <laughs> it's not a perfect fit, but they're they're trying to make it work. Um, and you can meet up with the rest of your group. All right, that is what Quell aims to do. Just uttering uttering a silent, silent request to the spirits that. Uh, that chalice does not get caught or bring <laughs> harm down on our heads. 